Okay, um, this is the Fiction Old and New Book Group, and today is uh, Friday, December 4th, 2020. Does somebody have their jaws on by any chance? Okay. Oh, great, thank you. Oh, it's, still, it's, still, yeah, it's still going, it's still going. Somebody needs to maybe, was it yeah. alt? We'll, we'll just wait a second and... Oh, sounds good now. Okay. So before we get started, um, I'm going to just mention the book for next time, and then I'll mention it again at the end. So if anybody needs to leave early, you'll have the book for next time. So the book uh, for, um, oh, I should, I should mention. So the first Friday in January is actually January 1st. So Sherry and I um, have elected to make the meeting on Friday, January 8th. Um, which is actually the second Friday, but I think it's it'll work out best for everybody to do that. Um, so we're reading a book called Peace Like a River. And the author is um, Leif, L-E-I-F, Anger, E-N-G-E-R. And it, interestingly, there's two versions of the book on Bard. So I'll give you both of the numbers. Um, one of them is DB54212, DB54212, uh, read by Bruce Huntley, Hunty, 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 Hunty. Yeah. yeah, Hunty, yeah. It's about 11 hours, so it's a little shorter than this one. Um, and the other one, I think, was produced by the Minnesota hmm. State Library. Oh. And it's... Um, the reader is Peter Danbury, is probably a volunteer reader. And the number is, it's one of the DBC, like cat, DBC number. Um, it's one four, I'm sorry, one six five four four. So you could, you know, listen to both, uh, download both and see which reader you prefer. Um, I'll just give you the numbers one more time. It is um, five four two one two. And DBC one six five four four. So those are the two versions. Um, I've heard about this book for a very long time. It's really supposed to be a wonderful book, but I've never read it, and I haven't started it yet. Um, if would you like me to read the description? Would sure, if you can. Yeah. yeah, Michelle. You can. Would you say the title again and the author? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's called Peace like a river okay and the author is leaf l-e-i-f anger e-n-g-e-r what is the db number again yes um there's two numbers one is five four two one two and then the other one is a dbc number um which is one six five four four so I'll just read you the description. Um, it says, in, in early 1960s, Minnesota, Davy, 17, takes flight from the law after he kills two thugs who have assaulted his girlfriend and menaced his nine-year-old sister. His miracle worker father, poetry writing sister Swede, I guess that's her name, and 11-year-old Ruben, who tells the tale set out across the Great Plains to find the boy. And it's from 2001. So it's, it's not an old, old book, but it's not a super recent book. Um, anyway, so it's supposed to be a really wonderful book. I hope it is. Um, that that title that. sure was misleading. Peace Like a River. And it starts yes. out with two murders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does sound like a good book, though. It does. It's a, it's a great Paul Simon song too. Yes, right. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a church hymn too. Oh. Yes, yes, that's yeah. how I've heard yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I, think, I think there's. I think that's the the um the from where the title is from actually. Um, okay, so let me just give you a little information about tonight's author. Um, C. W. Gortner is half Spanish, and he lived with his family in southern Spain 
until they moved to the United States when he was a teenager. He has a BA in marketing from the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandise in San Francisco. And he has a master's degree in writing with an emphasis on Renaissance studies from the New College of California. Um, he worked for 11 years in the fashion industry, and then he worked for 12 years in public health. And since 2012, he's worked full-time as a writer. Um, he's written 11 historical novels. Um, I, I looked up a lot of his novels. He's written like a ton of historical fiction. Um, there are three in the Elizabeth I Spymaster Chronicles. He's also written historical novels about Catherine de Medici, Lucretia Borgia, Coco Chanel, and Marlena Dietrich. And he's currently working on a new book about the life of Jenny Churchill. And he lives in Northern California with his partner and, according to his website, two very spoiled rescue cats. So <laughs> that's, that's a little bit about him. Um, so um, we have um, 11 people here tonight. So as usual, I, I will call on each person individually. And then at the end, Sherry and I will give our opinions and then we'll open it up if anybody has any uh, additional comments that they that they wanted to share. Um, so, okay, why don't we start with, um, how about you, Marsha? Why don't we start with you? Okay, um, I didn't read all of the book. I read, uh, I, I invoked the Moses two-hour rule, and although the writing was very good, he did a great job, um, the, 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 material the information just it wasn't grabbing me so but i did listen to the podcast that you provided michelle thank you very much and uh i i really got a lot out of the podcast regarding the book so i at least i can participate possibly in some of the discussions but although as i said although the book was uh i found it uh the the way mr gortner wrote very very good writing. I just wasn't captured by the material. That's, that's perfectly fine. I'm, you know what? I think if it would have been half the length, say eight hours yeah. instead of 16, I would yes. have, I'm sure I would have kept yeah. going, but I just couldn't see devoting 16 hours to it. That's fine. Yeah. And it's interesting because really, you know, her life, there was more at the end of the book that it could have gone on yeah. even longer. So, That's what um, he was saying in the podcast. He said, yeah. sometimes the hardest part is knowing when to, to quit because there's so much more that I could have covered, he said. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. Um, how about you, Liz? Did you, um, what did you think of the book? Hello. Um, I was actually quite surprised. I really enjoyed the book. Um, I did read it at a much, I did read it like um, at 175% on the mobile app. So that's three clicks on the Victor um, to get it to go. And, you know, I was surprised at that even at that speed, it didn't sound like fast talking. <laughs> but I, I was fascinated by um, just the character of uh, Sarah Bernhardt, I I was very saddened by all of the trauma in her life. Um, God, she has she had so many losses. Um, but there's something about reading in uh, in that particular era of the theater people that they're just so bigger than life. You know, <laughs> they live life way beyond the pale, and uh, there's something kind of voyeuristically satisfying about reading about that. Um, I loved her love of animals. Uh, an interesting kind of antidote is a friend of mine who's in her mid-70s said that in her house, whenever she and her sisters would be a little dramatic, her mother would chime in, oh, stop being a Sarah Bernhardt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks. Oh, good. Um, okay. Um, LaDon, what did you think of the book? Sure. I really enjoyed the book. I thought it particularly uh, nice that it started off when she was a child sitting out in the yard with her dog and uh, her caretaker is given up taking care of her now and her mom has to come and take her 
then it carries it to her her life and all all of the trials that which she went through just trying to live where a lot of written about stars like this take you when they're famous but he took you over her everyday life kind of kind of like the ones that we live today except i was surprised that uh, she made her way over the rough points with high end prostitution. The authors said that times were a little different then. I I, I had a hard time believing that that uh, the cartisans, if that's what you way you said, uh, was uh, kind of respected. As a fine art, but then the theater that uh, was there in Paris were they ever a fixed group? You know, just uh, the old ways of doing things, and you and you had to work your way up. And bite back biting went on all the time. It was a hard thing, uh, but uh, she did, I think, as I understood it change the way acting is done where before actors would address the audience turn and address the audience and she addressed the other character as if she was real life and tried to show the character and not the actor in the part the only problem that I had with the book at all was the narrator. I thought overdid the French a bit, uh, the French pronunciation. Sometimes I have a hard time mm. understanding uh, the narrator throughout all that. But I thought it was an excellent book. It cut off right there when she came to the United States and became uh, known here in this country and of course, that's where we would really pay attention to her. We were Americans. But uh, I thought it was good. The whole thing, if you haven't read it, I would go ahead and read it because it's very, very interesting throughout. Yeah, that that's a really good point, too, about her acting style, because you're right. I think that she did really change the way that, that actors were. She interacted with the other characters. And like you said, she was trying to portray a character, not just you know, speak like you're giving a speech or something. So that that's a good point. Um, okay, um, Kathy, did, what did you think of the book? Well, I loved the book, and I thought it was real interesting. It was long, um, mm-hmm. and there were parts of it that were um, kind of heartbreaking. Like, you know, really, um, we talk about that the courtesan um, or the prostitute, you know, was more accepted then, but... Um, really her mother was very unhappy and most people that sell their bodies are not real happy about it. You know, there are some, of course, that maybe are not that way, but, um, and the mother was unhappy and kind of mean and, and then was very controlling of her children. And I mean, that was kind of heartbreaking that, you know, the whole thing about how she was, sent away um, in her early years um, so that the mother could have her career. And really this was one of the, you know, only careers open to women at the time. Um, So, you know, to me, it was a lot of the book in a, in a gentle way was about the oppression of women um, back then a hundred and something years ago. Uh, and the fact that um, the actress herself changed things so much, but she had to fight and she worked so hard and she even, you know, had someone else taking care of her kid. Um, I mean, it just wasn't an easy life. And they are pioneers, I guess you would say. Um, but she dared to be different. And that takes a lot of guts. So I admired her in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, you you make very good points actually. Um, 
Um, okay. Um, Abby, um, what did you think of the book? Well, I, I found it quite fascinating. Uh, years ago when I was in college, my mother was quite involved in our local theater and she act, even directed plays at the local college where she taught English and communication. So once when I was in college, we went to a fair where we had our palms read and, <clears throat> and she was told that she had the hands of Sarah Bernhardt. <laughs> and of course, at the, at the time, I didn't know who Sarah Bernhardt was. And so, of course, I had to ask my mother and, and she told me. And so I kind of put that thought in the back of my head, you know, um, until recently uh, when I heard we were going to be talking about this book. So I found this book very intriguing. Um, I really like the way that the author portrays her first person. Uh, you know, it's, and, and it must have taken a lot of work for him to... Figure, try to figure out what was going on inside her head, what she was thinking and feeling this whole time. And I, I really enjoyed reading it. So that's basically all I have to say. Oh, good. Okay. Um, uh, Joni, um, what did you think of the book? Well, I really, really was fascinated with this book. I, I really liked it a lot. Um, I thought there were a few places that were a little draggy, but for the most part, I thought it was really, really good. And I learned a lot. And it just hurt me so much the way Julie just totally rejected her daughter, didn't like anything about her, was always critical, was always... Um, it, it just, that just, just, I felt so bad for her, um, and for Julie too, because she just didn't try to understand her daughter, and she just really didn't want her, and, um, I'm, I'm hearing Yes, I, so we have Andrew who just joined us. Andrew, if you're welcome to stay, but you're going to have to mute your microphone because we hear your jaws. Okay. Um, but uh, Sarah had so much strength and so much uh, determination. And... Um, I've always heard about Sarah Bernhardt, and but I never really knew very much about her. So I was uh, glad to read this because I did want to know more about her. And um, of course, her love of animals and her son and everything, and and how oh, I, I really, I really, really enjoyed it, and all the things that she went through and having to be moved here and there and then not having a place to live and not knowing what she was going to do. And then finally, um, oh, her great determination uh, and, and her fortunate uh, alliances with... Um, of Dumas and then later Victor Hugo um, and that, that there were people that saw that what a good person she really was and what a good actress the only one that didn't think that she was so good was sometimes herself she was so um uh and she would have the attacks of, of the panic attacks and everything, and then she would be surprised when she did well, and and the rejection that she received from the people in the um, was a conservative, well, whatever it was. The the I, don't, I can't remember exactly what it. I mean, oh, the comedy something or other. Mm. Um, but all in all, I really, I enjoyed the book. 
um, I, I never knew that much about her. And I think a lot of people would say when somebody got a little, um, um, you know, of the, you're, you're being a, a Sarah Bernhardt. Here, like there was a lady that would, what? Like if you're acting a little dramatic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a, a woman here that um, would get into these phases where she and, and her daughter and uh, one of her caregivers would always say, oh, she's being Sarah Bernhardt again. <laughs> so I think a lot of people have used that yes. as a, an expression. I, I've never heard anyone use, use that expression. No, me either. Oh, oh I, I've heard it many times. It's interesting that they pick out of all the actresses from all the years, like a lot mm-hmm. of times if somebody acts very dramatic and they just call them a Sarah Bernhardt kind of. Um, well, it yeah. makes sense, but... Yeah, it's just funny because she's from so long ago. You think it'd be somebody yeah. more temporary, but that's that's the name. And and you're right, Joni, about the fact that she met, she had some very good alliances with some pretty well known writers. So that was kind of interesting too about all the different people that she met. Um, uh, Don, what what did you think of the story? Uh, Don. He, he's well, oh, here you are. Yeah, there you go. yeah. I'm here. I'm uh, just thinking. I, I I had a lot of other problems with my computer and my program, so I didn't oh. finish the book. But uh, what I've heard the description, uh, um, I think I'm going to try and finish it. It's really a lot of very detailed French history. Kind of reminded me of the musical Les Miserables a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't understand her. Well, she really asked for a lot of problems, but she did a lot. And then she was kind of mean to the, some of the actors <laughs> that, that spent a year writing a play and she wouldn't do it. I don't know, but that, that's that's just uh, the way it is. And then it, it was a very interesting uh, book. I enjoyed reading it. And I think I'll finish it though. Okay. Um, Alan, what did you think of the story? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I, I like strong women, and uh, she 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 was a certain, uh, uh, obviously a, uh, a fine example of one of those. And uh, uh, I, I think she started her own Me Too movement back back then. So uh, what I really like is I, I just don't know that much about history during that that time period. I I've always thought she was an English actress. I, I don't know why. Maybe because. We come from the English, and I, did, I never realized. Wife. Yeah, I, I never realized she was French. And uh, uh, but uh, one thing, I, she was obviously extremely talented. But, but I think her her biggest characteristic, in my opinion, is what I will call reckless spontaneity. Because she just, when she wanted something, or, or she just reacted and, and did whatever she thought was. Uh, you know, without, without thinking it through a lot of times, but uh, uh, I, I thought it was it, it was a it was a great story. I I I, I, I dread the fact that anybody ever had to eat elephant during a war and stuff. Mm. But uh, 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 but she was kind of like the Michael Jackson of her time with her exotic animals and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. she had a, a a puma and a cheetah for goodness sakes, which uh, uh, which can't have been very very common, but. Uh, uh, I, I like the fact that she liked animals and that she got out and made a name for herself. And, and you know, uh, the, the one the one thing about her character I didn't really like, I, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, I really didn't get the impression that she minded when she had to take these guys to bed and stuff. But uh, <laughs> it, 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 it was kind of like, well, it's going to benefit me. And, you know, he's not he's not bad looking and stuff, so I'm going to do what I have to do and stuff. So I don't know if that's accurate or not because – uh uh, I, I can imagine having to be in that position. It's got to be horrible. But the way she was presented, presented, it didn't seem like it really bothered her that much. But it, it was it was a good read, and I was I was glad I finished it. So good, good recommendations. So thanks. Yeah, that that's actually an interesting question. After everybody goes, we'll we'll see what everybody thinks. You know, if anybody has any ideas about that. Um, so Sally, I know I know you mentioned that uh, you you yeah. weren't 
read the book. Do you, is, would you like to make any comments? You don't have to. But um, you, it, sounds, it sounds like something I would like to read. Um, this month, a friend of mine, uh, 45 years, died of COVID. So mm-hmm. I just, I'm not concentrating on things. Yes. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 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 But it does sound good, so I, I will probably read it. Okay. Okay. Um, Sherry, um, why don't you tell us what, what you thought about the book? Well, I like the book, and people have brought up a lot of interesting points. Um, I know in the book they mentioned that courtesans were more respected than theater people, which is pretty interesting. You wouldn't expect that. And I think being, uh, she wasn't exactly wealthy, but because her mother was wealthy, she was in a position to have choices about the men that she chose, unlike a street prostitute who pretty much has to take anybody that wants her. And I think that makes a difference. I think she made the choice to do it and it was kind of a business transaction between the two of them. And I think that gave her some strength in the situation that an ordinary prostitute doesn't have. Um, one thing that struck me was the, her sister died of consumption or TB. And I thought that was highly contagious. So it's pretty amazing that no one else got it. Um, I also thought that as much as I admired her, I don't know that I would have liked her as a person and I, as a friend. I would be interested to see what other people think in that regard. I thought she treated Mrs. G or Mrs. She, I forget, kind of shabbily later on as she got more famous. She just kind of took her for granted, as well as Caroline the maid you always every time Sarah was going somewhere you know there's Caroline trudging along behind carrying the luggage or taking care of Maurice I did really respect Sarah for keeping Maurice because they did say that having an illegitimate child although a courtesan was acceptable having an illegitimate child was not and the fact that she chose to do that is really admirable Um, I also I like long books, but I thought this could have been edited down a bit, so maybe he could have included some of this stuff at the end, because the epilogue, it was really fascinating to me that she got married later in life, and it sounds like she really picked a loser compared to some of the men like Jean, who really wanted to marry her and who loved her, would have been a much better guy than the one she eventually picked. And it sounds like Marie wrote a book about her later in life, and there was, a, you know, issues there. Would have been interesting, too. But I understand he didn't want to make it a 25-hour book. So that's about it. Yeah, those are really, really good points. I, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I don't know if I would have liked her in person, but I think she was certainly very strong person and she um you know she really took charge of her life the beginning was so sad you know when she was living out in the country and then she was kind of you know brought into this very very different situation and um you know the podcast that i that i sent out basically they were talking about that this was not an uncommon situation that you know a lot of times the women would get pregnant and they would send their children to live with relatives or, or other people. So it seems strange to us that somebody would do this. But I guess for the time, it really wasn't so so uncommon. Um, I, I always like books that take place behind the scenes of the theater world and the movie world. So I find all of that really, really interesting just to see, you know, what, what it was really like to be an actress. It's such a strange job to me to be an actress because you're pretending and, you know, you come together with a whole bunch of people, you spend a lot of time with them, you get very close to them, and then everybody goes their separate ways, <laughs> and you do it all over with a different group of people. So it's it's a really interesting sort of career, you know, to, to me. I, fi- I find it very fascinating. Um, the other thing that I thought about, honestly, which this book made me think about, which I don't, probably wasn't his intention, was the whole idea of what they now call sex work basically. And, and it seemed like courtesans at that time were considered a, a type of profession. You know, it's a way to make a, a, a living being sort of a high-level escort or a high-level prostitute or whatever you want to call it. But they seemed to have patrons who supported them. Um, and they, didn't, they weren't like, you know, standing on some street corner, you know, going off with all these different, different people. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's actually like a feminist issue. I have a hard time sometimes wrapping my mind around it, but some people believe 
that, you know, this is a choice that women should be entitled to make and they're in control of their own bodies. I still see it sort of as patriarchal, but, you know, you, you could argue it sort of either way. Um, but it was, I, I like the book a lot and I, I actually really did like the narrator very much. I thought because Sarah Bernhardt was French and most of the story was set in France, I liked the sort of French uh, you know, accents and, and the way that she pronounced words and everything like that. I thought it gave it more of an authentic flavor, but sometimes I think it's, it is difficult sort of to, to understand all of it. Um, but overall, I, I really, I, I really did like this book very much. And I'm, I'm gratified that, that, you know, many of you in, enjoyed it. I know it was long and we usually don't pick such long books, but you know, it was kind of interesting. So now um, I don't know if anybody has any other comments that they'd like mm. to share with the group. Yeah, I'd like to jump in with one uh, comment, and that is that I thought that the fact that the author chose first-person narration was particularly interesting that drew me into to the book. At you know, the relationship she had with her mother which sometimes she despised her mother, but she never abandoned her. And whether you would like her or not personally, that had to say something about her, you know, that she would not abandon her mother. Family first, she took care of her animals, her sisters, she took care of her sisters and everything, what kind of person that she must have been. As far as being a cortisone or a prostitute, I think that it might have been, had some respectability in that, uh, uh, you know, economics type. But if you took everyday persons, like I would have been if I lived in, I don't think it was accepted at all. That uh, I'd be going to church and thinking that uh, a prostitute shouldn't be sitting at the pew next to me or something like that. I don't think it was uh, accepted by the ordinary person. I don't think we Men know that would... for sure, but uh, yeah. I'm sorry, what were you going to no, say? That's man? my feeling that yeah. it probably right. wasn't. Uh, and especially would... if you think about Americans here uh, 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 and they are in the that time in the 1860s, 1870s, that wasn't accepted here, I'll tell you. And men, um, especially men of a higher <laughs> class, so, uh, socioeconomic class, would, would not have married a courtesan and, um, or even their mistress. You know, very rarely uh, they did some, of course, a few. But really, women had no other choice. They couldn't go to medical school. They couldn't get a higher education. They weren't educated that much. And so there were very few jobs that women could do. So this one was probably easier than scrubbing toilets or floors or being somebody's maid, you know, and the other thing is these, these women that these lower economic women who became your maidservant, they did travel um, for the most part with the families whenever they went anywhere because it was your life. They didn't, these maids and housekeepers and stuff, they usually lived in the house with, with their employer. And I mean, you know, if you got married, um, then you no longer worked, you you know, just lived with your husband, but you no longer worked there. So it was kind of, um, you know, in many ways, it might have been exciting for a lot of these lower income women to to have that kind of a job and to get to travel and do this and that. But in others, I mean, again, it was just like one of the few jobs that were open for women. That's a really good point. I think um, you're probably right. It was probably a better position to be Sarah's maid than mm -hmm. somebody else's maid. I just w wanted Sarah to show her a little respect. <laughs> I didn't, and maybe she did, and I just didn't write about it. I also forgot to mention the other thing that really put me off of her was when she let her cheetah go hunting in a public park. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a bit much. As much I as agree. I love yeah. animals, I, yeah. you know. That's, yeah, that's. But, but she did love animals. Much. I did want to mention, mention that, you, you know, know, I mean, she, she, well, 
I don't know how realistic that was because she had like regular house cats and cheetahs and pumas all living together. Now, what would be the keep to keep the cheetah from killing the other animals? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Perhaps (laughs) if they're really well fed, they don't. I guess. You have to keep them well fed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it yeah. did make the newspapers. Yes. Yes. They wrote about it. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. 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 I was wondering how much of this book was fiction and how much was was because it was a fiction. But I was I was wondering that myself. Well, so, like, you know, some, some historical <laughs> fiction is really close. Research for the book, right. but I'm sure that's a lot what of- I was. That's what I said earlier. Yeah. He must have had to do a lot of research. I mean, he's even to figure out what was going on inside our head. You know, uh, I yeah. imagine it takes a lot of research. I mean, so. he's written a whole bunch of historical fiction novels, so um, it seems to be what he does. And I would imagine he does well, a whole research, good but, historical fiction. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of it was. I'm sure of a lot of the relationships and stuff were, were accurate and the places that she worked and things like that. But obviously the conversations. Right. Don't know right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know uh, before the two was Jewish and yes. I was shocked and cause I'm Jewish and it's always nice to be able to identify with somebody that was, um, of course, she was um, sort of forced into Catholicism, but she still had a high regard for her Jewish heritage. So, I when she was- when she went to that Catholic school, I was expecting her to be abused, just because that's always in books when they go to these yeah. Catholic schools. I was kind of surprised at the way that turned. It was out. nice was, that the yeah. nuns are going to really are, are going to abuse her and, and yep. nobody's going to like her and, and yep. all that. But that that was good. That was good. It was a nice experience for her. It was mm-hmm. nice to see that for a change. Yeah. Oscar Wilde was another good character in there. I always liked yeah. him anyway. Yeah. And it was nice. Dumas was really, really a good character. Mm-hmm. I liked him a yeah. lot. Yes, yes, I didn't I know too. much about yeah. Oscar Wilde, and I was surprised. <laughs> I think it was in the postscript that it, uh, said that uh, he he died a pauper, a pauper, uh, you know, yeah. broke, and mm-hmm. uh, well, uh, he well, he went to jail for uh, mm. uh, uh, homosexuality. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't much uh, appreciate those people, even in acting circles then, as they do now. Yeah, yeah, that's really sad. Yeah. When you were talking about, there's a lot of uh, of hatred and and um, um, disparaging of people that are different from what other people think that they should be, meaning gay people and transgender and and people think that they can change them, and why? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. When you were talking about professions open to women, it made me think of George Eliot, who lived very openly with her male lover. Um, But I think part of the respectability she was accorded was because she was such a a famous and good writer. Um, Had she just been um, her own self, Marian Evans, um, living with George Lewis, it would have been totally different. Yeah, she wrote under that name so people would think it was a man, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah. That was not uncommon for not uh, at all. a lot of the authors. Yeah. Yeah. Get published. Yeah. I always uh-huh. remember her name because uh, we, we read, I forget which book it was by George Eliot, and we were taking a quiz on, on the book when I was, I think I was, what, ninth grade, eighth grade, something like that. And sometimes the, the, the teacher would, would ask you know, questions before the quiz got started. And I thought that she was, uh, she was just, you know, doing a, po- a pre-quiz discussion. 
and she said, what was uh, George Eliot's name? And, and I just said, uh, Marianne Evans. <laughs> and and yeah. of course I was, I, she says, uh, I, I, she said, this was part of the, part of the quiz, Marcia. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> so well. I always found that one. So I'll never forget her name. And it carries into <laughs> trivia today, doesn't it, Marsh? It does. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a um, long time ago. Yeah, you know. Didn't uh, she like Silas Marner? Did she like Silas Marner? Yeah. 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 That's yeah that's, yep, you're right. That's what that, the book That's was. the one we read in high Silas school. Silas Marner. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Ellen. Yeah. That's the only one short enough to have read in high school. Uh, mm-hmm. Going All of her books Going back to the Constitution. Uh, I think that the author uh, made it plain how many girls came to Paris, but because she was wealthy and beautiful, she was able to make it. But how many girls came there and perished? Right. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Lots of girls Just go to the big made city it, made and it on the streets. Yeah. Or got a uh, got mm-hmm. a disease or a yeah. pregnancy. Right. And yep. childbirth. And I think that's part of why her mother was sort of so nasty to her is because these were unintended pregnancies and they were really yeah. a problem. Were, you know, yeah. they were a big problem if you had a kid out mm-hmm. of wedlock. And I mean, I don't know. I just. But then on the mother, other hand, mother. she was she was so much nicer to to her other two sisters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, no. Of course, she turned groom though. Of course, that one sister in the uh, prostitution, and she what? had a baby and killed right. herself with a. Well, yes. At the, be- at the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she definitely groomed two of them to be prostitutes. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Her mother wasn't too nice. Oh my gosh, she was the worst oh, character in the book. Oh, that's an understatement. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, she was despicable. She was. Yeah. yeah, she, she was. was. She must have been really very physically attractive to, you know, keep all the yeah. loyal patrons because she wasn't personality very nice. No. no. She could turn on the charm. It was funny when Sarah let all the chickens roost in her bed and all the yeah. animals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A little bit of her. We got back at mommy. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. And a part that I thought was sad was that she, I think she had four dogs during the um, French Revolution. I think that's where they were having that war and how mm-hmm. skinny they talk about the, the animals got because there was no food and all of that. I thought that was yeah. real. That was really sad. sad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, at least her dogs didn't get eaten though, like the rest of them did. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They're probably yeah. the only true. animals in yeah. Paris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Kind of a parallel. Napoleon the Third was kind of like our current president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that animal. It's always a sad thing to think about animals in war because they don't do. I mean, with all the bombs and stuff going up, the animals just really suffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I didn't like that scene at the very beginning of the book when she had to leave her dog behind. Oh, so. my oh, God. God. That was oh, awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. It broke her heart. Yeah, that was really yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that scene some... was almost like a foreshadowing of her uh-huh. um, lack of attachment or ripped apart attachment. Right, right. You know, and how that affected her life. Um in the future and the, the choices she made and mm-hmm. I guess her determination and her desire for, I guess, uh, I'll, I'll say accolades, but to be, you know, to be uh, appreciated and well thought of in the theater. Mm-hmm. It's to her credit too, that two of the men that she was involved with and really had a big falling out with Jean, who she refused to marry and Maurice's father, they both came and helped her out and supported her later in life. And, you know, yeah. they didn't hold any animosity against her. Yeah. Okay, since I didn't finish the book, I hope somebody might, wouldn't mind answering. Was she good to Maurice? Yes. Yes, oh, very yes. Good. she was. Yeah. Good. Yes. 
So she wasn't t- to him like her mother was. No, 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 no. no. In fact, I, they I, were good I to think, each other. They re- really. Yeah, I think that her reaction to Maurice in general was just really directly related to her own rejection and mm-hmm. bad treatment by her mom. Yeah. Good. Her son ended up being a uh, author and a director of a play. Yeah, right. And they died. Um, Not two, five years. Yeah. Yeah. Five, five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, she yeah. died first. Yeah, and he died. Yeah. Didn't he die first? I she know. She did. Yeah. She did. Five years oh. before he did. Yeah. And he lived to sixty-three, I think. Is what what they said. Something like that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Which is getting younger every day. I have to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and she worked so hard. That's that's something and I admired about her. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And she pushed for what she needed, like when she had her mother sue for her dowry and stuff. Uh, that that took a lot of, you know, pushing it to get her mom to do that, and she managed to do it. And staying in Paris when everybody else was fleeing. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to, she wouldn't, she refused to marry that guy that her mom wanted her to marry, right? Right. Just mm-hmm. be a wife and a seamstress. That's about where I stopped reading was she was supposed to meet with that guy that afternoon. At 18 years old, under that situation, that <laughs> took a lot of gumption. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. She had plenty of that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she was very determined, um, you know, and that was one of the things. And then she was very determined and about her uh, style of acting, and she just really did what she wanted to do, which was more rare back then for women than it is nowadays. Yeah, I, I think that she's she's a very unusual woman for her time, and she really accomplished a lot. She rose above the way above her circumstances, and she... She led a very eventful life, but she had a, she kind of, I thought in a lot of ways, she sort of took control of her life and certainly the odds were stacked against her. So Mm -hmm. she did, she did pretty well. I mean, she may not like, like, I I don't know that she would have been the nicest person to to spend time with, but, um, but certainly she's very sympathetic and she, she was very accomplished, I think. And interestingly, she, I know she toured like in England and in the United States and she really didn't speak English, but the audiences apparently loved her, even though they couldn't really understand what she was saying <laughs> when they were acting. So I thought yeah, that was Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. yeah. I thought what it was... to do in films? What did she... Was that silent films that she didn't need to speak? She was in one film. Like, there, there's, a, there's a fragment of... She, the tiny little portion of a film where, where she's in... Um, when I guess when she was very, very late in life. Um, but supposedly it doesn't really show what was so special about her acting ability. So I, there are some famous actresses, I think like Ellen Terry and Sarah Bernhardt, who were famous in the 19th century, and they, they have tiny little snippets of film about them. Um, but it doesn't seem to show <laughs> what, the, what their real abilities were. So it, unfortunately, it, she's not really preserved well on film like, like some early 20th century actresses might have been. And it sounds like she changed um, how acting it was done. She created a new style. And um, I was, when they were just, when the author was writing about the theaters that rejected her, why they didn't like her style and all, I just, I, I couldn't, really understand it hardly because it seems like how she was is how actors and actresses are now. Yes. And I, I 
Yeah, I found that real interesting. Like, you know, I, she, I think they used to sort of stand and sort of declaim and 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 speak out to the audience, and it was a very different kind of a. St- it was it was actually more theatrical, and I think that the way she acted was what we talk about now with reacting to other actors and having it be a little bit more naturalistic. But I yeah. think they used to almost recite. They would stand on stage and yeah. just sort of out to the crowd and she changed that so she was very significant I wonder if that's why it was called the first actress because I could that was one thing I was like why is this called the first oh. actress oh yeah, yeah. I was trying mm-hmm. to figure that out that's probably yeah, I that. yeah. yeah. they seem to love her death scenes you know where she really act out bad and, and I talked about one time she went in and ad-libbed the, the last of the scenes and her and her produ- producer didn't like that very much. <laughs> thank, thank goodness she did change the way people uh, they act and stuff. Yeah. People standing up there and, 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 and preaching at yourself sounds like a real bore. I can't imagine anybody mm-hmm. enjoying that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I think that it was, you know, I think there was so not not a lot of forms of entertainment and, and the theater at that time was very important because if you think about it, there was no radio, there was no television, there were no films. Right, right. So this was really very, uh, you know, people really enjoyed this because this was a way for them to get entertainment. So um, it was, I think, you know, it was probably more popular than it would be today even. So, You know, that's absolutely true. Here in, Do- um, well, over in Fort Worth, they have a museum of uh, Western art and I used to go there when I had my site, and they had a huge painting uh, there that I would stand in front of for oh, a long time looking at. And what it was, was this uh, fellow was standing up on a stump and he had a, a violin and a fiddle and he was playing and there was a dancer there dancing. And all over the neighborhood, you saw people come running through over, you know, from no telling where their house or farm was. And it depicted to me how how amazing it was to have entertainer, to entertainer come into to town, you know, because there was nothing else to do. He was standing on the stump and people was just running to come to see him. <laughs> Well, people used to sing, um, like if you went over to somebody's house for the afternoon or, or really even dinner, they'd sing. And if you could play the piano or whatever, or uh-huh. the violin, you were very popular. And um, and then they would dance. They would have dances. And, you know, these are things that are kind of we don't really do anymore. No, everybody's on their phones when they go to visit people. Now they <laughs> <I know. laughs> it is. Yeah. Yes. I remember one time we had a few people. Marsha, you may have been among this crew, but there were like four or five people in my living room, and every single person was on their phone to a different, <laughs> on a phone call. Mm. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh boy. Well, I don't know if I was at that specific one, Liz, but I've been to I've been to groups like that. Right. But they're and they're so non non memorable, you know. Right. It's just so rude. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, it's nice we could all get together to have our phone conversations with other people. Yeah. To do this at home, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, maybe you know, I know this is way off topic, but. Maybe after all this is over and we're some back to some semblance of way life used to be, maybe people will appreciate getting together more and, and not being on their mm-hmm. phones. That would be nice. Yeah, it would be a nice, nice thing to think about. Well, in this book, was she, um, did she have like those salons or those parties in her house all the time? Like the and did? Well, she did. But she, yeah, she didn't invite yeah. men customers. That's that's what uh, a salon. I was waiting for that word because salon. Yeah, but yeah. what is a salon? Like a oh, living room. It's a living room. It's a formal living room, but it was specifically, at least in Sarah's mom's, that's where she conducted her business essentially. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah, it's a formal formal room. 
Well, yeah. she's in for her women get their hair fixed. Her. Yeah. Yeah, right. But there's also like there, another way that they use the word salon is that people, like intellectual people, writers, artists, whatever, get together and have discussions. And I think that was a lot more common in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was what Sarah started doing. You know, yeah, she wasn't she, just doing it for sex. She was just, you know, getting together with other like-minded right. individuals. to do, yeah, And she'd read, they'd do readings stuff, and right. things. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. yeah. It's interesting how that would have worked with Julie having a salon. I mean, did she have multiple, you know, male people she oh, was yeah. involved with in the same chatting? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was there any feeling of competitiveness or... I, I don't know how that worked, but it sounds well, like she were. had more than one person there at a time. Yeah, she had more oh, yeah, than one she, man, and I yeah. And I don't know how I'm they figured out. One of them she spent would the night with, but how they figured out which one? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, <laughs> considering that they gave her money um, or whatever, I mean, you had to keep a business sort of going and uh, keep more than one. I don't even know what she called them, but one more than one customer going so that in case something happened to one, you weren't, you know, then right. out of a job. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say they weren't really suitors because they mm-hmm. they weren't a suitor was somebody interested in marrying you. They were more but that's like referred to no, but they they referred to that. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, she may have called him that because that was a nicer way, nicer than saying. Well, what are you going to say? Alan? I was going to say it, it was France. They called him Jean's. Yeah, Jean's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a modern word. <laughs> I think I, it I'm is. Sure that the men were married, most likely. That yeah, mm-hmm. they, 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 I think yeah. they said they they were a lot yeah. of them. Yes. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's like it's always been. There were a different <laughs> yes. set of. It was a different set of rules for the people that had money, and yeah. you know the the men that were going. I mean, they could go. They could have mistresses. They could they could have these courtesans or whatever. And and then I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who it was that. I don't know who it was that was, you know, uh, looking down on them for all this, but it, it wasn't that class of people that was doing the looking down. Because I mean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's just it's such such is the way it's always been. It seems like, and it's so, happening today. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> that isn't the life that the rich man's wife had at home. Right. Right. Well, and actually, time, Alan, the rich people did look down on it in a way because the the people like julie they weren't invited to the dances or the parties or the dinners you know they they wouldn't generally be married um to some one of these uh well i'm I'm speaking of how they looked upon the men that were partaking not not the women oh no right yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so yeah no i I realize they look down they look down on the women always yeah yes exactly yeah. yeah 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 the men it was considered I guess uh, manly. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Well, and and you know, some well, of these more the church wouldn't let them be actors. Be, was it for during Elizabethan times earlier? They kept women off the stage. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. true. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. protect like, Well, probably good reason. That, but <laughs> that, <laughs> that's interesting that you said that because she played a man. But in Lithuanian times, the man played the woman. Yeah. 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 Very true. Well, I'm just going to repeat for the recording uh, one more time in case anybody missed the book for next time. Um, So next time we're meeting is Friday, January 8th, which is the second Friday, but the first Friday is January 1st. Um, So the book is called Peace Like a River, and the author is Leif, L-E-I-F, Anger, E-N-G-E-R, and it it seems to be on board um, in two two different DB numbers. One is 54212, and the other is DBC 16544.
So um, anyway, thank thank you everybody. I'm I'm, I'm right. glad that you know mo- most of you like the book, which I'm glad. I'm sorry that it was it was a little long. Um, you know, we usually try to pick books that are a little shorter. Um, sometimes historical fiction books are very long. I'm reading yes. one now that's 20 hours, and it's okay, but it's it's long. So. <laughs> You know, sometimes I there's several that were anyway. 40 hours long. So, yeah. 40 oh, hours? Oh, yeah. A lot of the Outlander books. Um, Science fiction. Oh, yeah. Yes. Do that. Yeah. 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 Outlander. Um, also, um, the Sarah Donati series are very long as well. Ah, I love I love those Into the Wilderness. They're wonderful books. I've still got to read those. Those are on my book list, and you recommended uh, to them to me, what, three, four years ago? Uh, I don't know. They're I'm, there. I'm, I just haven't. I'm about ready to read them again myself. They're so night, good. I have to go. Okay. Yeah. Good night, John. Good, Thank you. Right. Good, good choice, yeah, Michelle. I, I enjoyed gonna... it. I enjoyed the book. Oh, Alan, it. do you yeah. want to mention the book for your group? Squeeze Me by Carl Heisen on the 15th of January. Good so book. Th- third, third Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, oh, the we'll, 15th we'll... of January? December. Next oh, week. That's right. Next week. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm right. yeah. May I mention my banquet? Yes. Of, oh, I'm sorry, Joni. Go ahead. Well, my banquet of books is on Sunday, the 13th of December, the day before my. 81st birthday, but who's counting? Um, and then banquet for people that don't know, although I think people know by now, uh, we discussed books that, any kind of book that you've read, liked, disliked, um, about a three to five minute um, summary of it. And if you can tell us the title, author, if there's a book number uh, or where you got the book, because a lot of people get their books from um, Audible and Kindle and all kinds of other places now. But um, anyway, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. So, oh, it's 5 o'clock uh, Eastern and 2 o'clock Pacific on the 13th. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone is welcome, and everyone is invited. And if you love to read, if you like to read, you'll just love banquet. Yes, thank you so it's much. It's always good. Thank you. Does Does anyone know is is Bob going to continue to be involved in Accessible World, or what is what is he going to be doing now? I, I think, yeah, I think he, go ahead. Go ahead, Alan. You probably know no, more than me. No, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say he's going to do what, what he wants to do. I mean, he's not leaving totally. He, you know, he's going to come to events, right, Alan? Yeah, I think he's mainly going to be trying to raise money and stuff. But, he, I mean, he's still going to be participating in stuff. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. I, 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 well, I hope he's going to still be in the book clubs and stuff because I, I would think that'd be entertainment and stuff. But uh, uh, I think he's just trying to curb uh, the, the work side of things. So, yeah, but uh, – so you you and Larry Gassman are now the head of Accessible World, right? Well, I I, I guess I, I don't like that term head, but uh, okay. you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do whatever the, whatever I can do to help and stuff. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm mainly gonna be distributing news wires like I have been and, and helping however I can. So, so you're you know, like co co chairs of Accessible World, right? Yeah, I think I think that's our title and stuff, or whatever titles are worth, but. Uh, uh, so yeah, so, so something to do, and hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll keep things going and keep things uh, moving. So. And for people that are interested in old time radio, in accessible world, there's going to be an old time radio marathon, holiday marathon tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right. Right. Yeah. And it starts at, at it's noon. Twelve Eastern. Yeah, yeah, noon to midnight. Noon to Eastern midnight time. tomorrow. Eastern wow. Midnight, yeah. Do you guys talk about the shows after they play, or do they just play them and everybody is just quiet and listens? Oh, no, we talk about them. Oh, okay. That would be cool. And there are prizes, too. Yeah, there are. <laughs> oh, and I'll, I'll mention two weeks from tonight, Novel Ideas is doing uh, Wishing and Hoping by Wally Lamb. I really uh, like that. Oh, that was so funny. 
Yeah. And and you know it was so different than I read uh, uh, not uh, the first the first one the, where the brother is, is schizophrenic and and in the and yeah I read that one too and, by him oh yeah it was told totally different from wishing and hoping <laughs> I was surprised to see that he was the author because that book was really serious it was this, I didn't yeah. and 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 Wally Lamb was so so humorous you know in in wishing and hoping. I think one of my next uh, projects is going to be uh, She's Come Undone. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What, that book was so unbelievable. Unbelievably good or unbelievable? Good, yeah. <laughs> and shocking because you would be reading about something and then in the next breath, things changed. Oh, I love those kind of books where all the twists and turns. Yeah, yeah, a lot. And how many years 